Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm your host, of course. You already know my name. But today, we're going to start things off a little differently. So far, we've talked about Rick's and his adventures of jumping through dimensions, and his father figure, Silas, being recruited in a new multidimensional team. Originally, I had plans to have Rick's assemble a multidimensional team, that then they would fight Silas, but things changed, didn't they? Anyways, today we talk a little more about Hammer Knight, and I think I want to take some time to introduce the actual antagonist and the real threat of the story. Let's talk a little more about the villain of the tale. Sitting high above, in a palace overlooking the multi-dimensions, flowing freely and existing in bright bursts of color and light, our main villain sat. He has no name, for no name need be given. It's very much like your right arm or Captain America's shield. You don't need to give it a name because it, no- or because it doesn't need one. One of the nameless one's figures approached and bowed before their master. Pardon me, my lord, but we've recently begun a careful but sudden interruption, and it's not looking good. They turned around and looked to their uh, minion kneeling on the ground. I see. And what of this new threat? The minion looked up. It appears to be some kind of multidimensional team led by the Red Knight's daughter. You know them, right? They slammed their hand down on the table and looked out over the multiverse. This is not good. You know my simple rule. Those who do not fear me shall be punished with utmost brutality. If this team that the new Red Knight is forming, or the Scarlet Saber, as so many call her, this can put a grind, a grinding halt to our plans. We must dispose of them at once. They turned around and stared at their minion. So says myself. The minion nodded. Yes, of course, sir. Uh, What should I call you? The figure looked up at the sky, stretching far above and painting the cosmos like a great and mighty map. How about Ravenmaw? It's a simplistic name, but it brings about the promise of new things. Dangerous things, the figure said. The minion nodded and then stood up. Yes, sir, right away. I'll tell the others to get ready for the attack. Mm, Good. Ravenmaw turned back to their throne and sat down observing the multiverse swirling far above. It's time we finish this. Once and for all, I could care less about anything that happens. But as long as I kill that red knight, snuff out his little flame, all will be as planned. Hammer Knight jumped out the door, with his sack flowing over his shoulder and his cape as well. He began to hand out the completed orders that he had made to everyone, as well as giving out food and helping people along the dusty road far away. 
Once everyone was out of the village, Henry stopped to catch his breath before turning to face the woods. All right. It appears there are bandits sweeping around. You let him come. I'm ready and waiting for him. Henry looked down at his new hammer and ran his fingers along the handguard. It's not a sword, and I confess I've never had much training despite making swords myself. But I can use my hammer. Henry hefted it, the giant head up into the air and looked into the gleaming sun through his visor. So let's see what this thing's got, and if it really does have what that old merchant told me about. Moving our tale to yet another character we haven't seen for a bit, the hooded knights sat atop a small mountain in broad daylight for all to see. They looked all about them before a small bandit in more fanciful armor than the others rushed up the hill to them. Pardon me, my lordship, the masters of the Eastern Army are here. The hooded knight looked up from their slumber and smiled. Very well. Bring them up. It's time we discuss this proposal of theirs. The bandit disappeared, and the knight stood up, grabbing a menacing staff from the wall, with a golden block established in it. The empire will crumble beneath my feet, army or not. They only waste their time trying to make the most of their lives. After a few more minutes, the two eastern masters emerged from around the mountain's corner. One was a little taller than the other, but both had equally barbaric armor. The warm leather tunics with bulky shoulder pads and battle axes on their backs signified their frigid habitat. Ah, my fellow warlords, please come forward. The masters looked to each other through their helmets and nodded. If it is your wish, O Hooded One, we will stand. The Hooded Knight nodded, revealing a pointed knight's visor beneath their black hood. Of course. Do what you wish, I only desire to discuss the battlefront. Though, it appears there were no chairs to begin with. It's my belief, as is many others, that material needs can grow on you and become a sign of weakness among their troops. The Eastern Masters looked to each other, then back towards the Hooded Knight. Very well, then. They prepared themselves for a discussion, and although neither of the Masters were exactly what I'd consider patient, they willed themselves to discuss strategies and take orders from the Hooded Knight. Through the twilight forest, bandits emerged, taking with them notes of every village that had been abandoned. However, as they now approached the armorer's stall, where all of the lampposts were out in the small town, a suit of armor hung outside. One of the bandits crept closer. Wow, that was a cool suit of armor. Hey, have any of you seen... As another bandit turned, the sentence was cut off. What? The bandit was gone, leaving only a silver buckle at the feet of his suit. The bandit picked it up and looked into the suit of armor. The wide brim of the helmet was strikingly unique. Huh, archer's helmets. I don't make these anymore, let alone visors. The bandit moved even closer, peering through the helmet. Wait, wait, what the... Two amber eyes snapped open inside the visor, and the suit's hand shot out to grab the bandit by their throat. The suit stepped forward, revealing to be much taller than the rack had made it look. But it was then that the suit of armor spoke. Nod your head if you think you can be quiet. The bandit nodded frantically, fearing for their life. The set of armor let go, dropping the bandit to the ground. It hefted a sledgehammer in one hand and knelt down as silently as a, as a leaf falling to the ground. How is it possible? This is witchcraft, the bandit muttered, keeping his voice low. The knight looked at the groveling robber dead in the eyes. Where's the rest of your group? How many more lurk in this village? The bandit shook his head. There's about ten, maybe fifteen more, but there's more on the way. The knight stood up and flicked up his visor. I see. That'll be all. Tell your friends to run if they want to be spared tonight. The bandit nodded and immediately darted back towards the town. 
but Henry knew full well that the robber wasn't going to tell him to run. He slunk after the group, which was surprising for his bulky armor, and he hid around a corner, throwing a rock against a nearby window to cause a distraction. When the bandits came running over, Henry swung his hammer out, catching five by the throats and sending them into a backflip through the air, crashing to the floor. Henry jumped from the alleyway, to which he saw and felt the wind of arrows rushing past his armored helmet. Bandits with longbows, hatchets, knives, and other deadly weapons appeared from every corner and alley, armed ready for a fight. But Henry charged forward, keeping his head down and letting the wide metal brim of his helmet protect from arrows. He continued to run forwards and then jumped, arcing through the air, slamming the head of his new sledgehammer into the road and sending a burst throughout the village, blowing everything backwards, even knocking out many of the bandits. Henry stood back up and readied his hammer. The fight wasn't over yet, but as soon as he had started, all of the bandits began to run, sprinting and jumping away from sight. Henry let his hammer rest on the cobbled road and smiled, unaware of what they were actually running from. The hoarded knight emerged from the shadows of a house and raised their scepter, a gargantuan gold stone shimmering in the moonlight. Henry readied his hammer, ready for anything and for battle, but the hoarded knight slammed the golden stone into the hammer knight's back and threw him forwards, crashing into a building. So, you've been the one causing all the ruckus in this village. Hammer Knight immediately burst out from the wreckage, jumping and dodging the Hooded Knight's attacks. He swung his hammer upwards, smashing into the golden rock and sending a bang erupting through the small clearing. It was almost like a golden wave of light had burst from the golden stone. The Hooded Knight staggered backwards, clutching their ears. Ah! What? What was that? Henry, oblivious to the ear clap with his helmet, charged forward and smacked the knight away with his hammer. He skidded to a halt, but kept his weapon ready. And I assume you're the one responsible for those goons. The hooded knight got to one knee and then thrust their staff forward, trapping and binding Henry in a golden whip. The hooded knight revealed their true identity and a damaging scar across her face. You should be grateful you survived that battle. I know now to kill you immediately the next time we meet. Henry was released and slammed into the ground. He stood up and caught his breath, holding his hammer for another attack. The hooded knight picked up her mask, letting some of her green-tipped hair flow out from the hood. I won't allow treachery from hammer-wielding knights like yourself. I've come too far for my plan to succeed, and I will not be stopped by your pathetic excuses. Henry stood up and braced himself for yet another attack. My name is Hammer Knight, sworn protector of this village, and I too shall not be ceased in my quest for justice. The bandits and the Hooded Knight all stared at the weakened but standing knight and then burst out laughing. Hammer Knight looked to his foes, and then he too started to laugh, even louder than everyone else. And this brought every one of the bandits laughing to a halt. And the Hooded Knight pointed forwards at Henry. Or rather, the Hooded Knight just pointed forward at Henry, no end. Take him down. But the bandits made that poor decision of attacking as Hammer Knight swung his mighty weapon about and began to destroy the hordes of enemies around him. Laughter is good for the soul. It disheartens the enemy and gives you hope for what you believe in. The hooded knight staggered back in awe at the sheer courage of the hero before her, and she fled, summoning a portal and leaping away. Hammer Knight happily plowed through the enemies that met his gaze, until the sun came up and the bandits shrank into the darkness far beyond. Hammer Knight had received a few cuts and scrapes on his armor, but, not, or but for the entirety of the fight, he dealt far more damage than was received. He had prevailed, more so than any knight before, and even after him. Henry flipped up his golden visor, surrounded by the color of silver, and he looked deep into the sunrise to view his last precious moments. The hooded knight jumped through the portal, clutch clutching the wall and her staff, breathing heavily in fear. 
The Southern Army, which had more traditional knight's armor with a southern flair, more feathers and such, were gathered in the command base when the Hooded Knight entered the room. Are you quite all right? One of the generals asked. The Hooded Knight put a hand on the table and took a deep breath. <sighs> Sorry for the late meeting. I was blocked, but... <clears throat> I was blocked by some minor but potentially mission-threatening danger. Some fool who calls himself Hammer Knight. He could pose a very serious threat should he move towards the Empire. The Southern and Eastern generals looked to each other, and then returned their attention once again to their leader. We understand. The Southern Army will send some reinforcements to block a road through the Empire. It will raise some attention, but if we are to prevail, this feel is necessary. The Hooded Knight looked up through her mask, grimacing and thinking about Hammer Knight and the threat he posed. Good. Whatever the cost, you leave this knight out of our plans. The Southern and Eastern armies bowed to their leader, and then exited the room. The Hooded Knight removed her mask only when privacy was assured, as she rubbed her eyes at the thought of this new foe. If he can't be so easily defeated by hordes of enemies, perhaps one difficult enemy shall be enough to slay him. The Hooded Knight summoned forth a great smoke-covered demon with large protruding wings and devilish tusks growing from its mouth. The demon stepped forward, its hooves shattering the smooth stone on the floor, and its scales clacking against each other. The Hooded Knight looked on in pleasure. Go forth and find the one I seek. Kill him and you shall receive whatever you want beyond your comprehension. Now go! The demon nodded and then stomped through the halls far out of sight. The Hooded Knight turned her attention to another portal and sighed. Time to finish this once and for all. I don't have much longer now. Just enough to end this charade. Bright and early the next morning, Hammer Knight trekked across the vast plains and forests that covered and guarded the mountain's majesty. He took in the warm and promising breeze as he slung his bag of essentials over his shoulder, including a rolled-up portrait of his family. My goal now is to move closer to the city, and once there I can begin to figure out what's happening. Though I appreciate the good that my home has done, it's not safe anymore, so I need to keep moving. Hammer Knight made his way to the top of a great hill, filled and sprinkled with stones and even a totem of sorts. Henry turned to look back at the sun, gleaming through the overcast clouds, as he looked to his home. Now then, let's see where we're going next. Hammer Knight laid down a sack of belongings and pulled a map from his empty quiver. We can't go east or south. Invaders will pin me down there. The west is the only way to get to the Empire, even though it's up north. A good three days walk will bring me to the first outpost a few short miles outside of the city. Hammer Knight tucked the map away and continued his walk toward the Empire, glowing far away in the distance. But as he set forth at a good pace, a portal opened behind him, letting forth a rather eerie noise as it did, a whirring sound. Hammer Knight spun on his boot, his weapon at the ready, and from the rectangular portal, there instead emerged another knight, dressed in black and red. The armor was not something Hammer Knight had ever seen before, and to bring it into the 15th century was certainly indescribable. But nonetheless, Hammer Knight readied his weapon and flicked his visor down. Who are you? Save your name and identity, villain! The knight flipped up her own visor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm no villain. I'm a knight, like yourself, Henry. Hammer Knight lowered his weapon. Hmm. Inform me of your business here if you would. The knight stepped forward. Okay. My name's Catherine, for one. I'm here from another world because I need your help. I saw what you did to those bandits, and history is nothing short of filled with you. Hammer Knight nodded. I see. Very well, then. Uh, where would you have me go now? Catherine smiled and held out her hand. It would be my honor to help you out. After all, we need some muscle, and that hammer's gonna come in handy. This marks the end of another episode. Don't worry, in the future, I'm going to be bringing back some more characters, some of which you might even recognize. So, if you're a longtime fan of the podcast, then keep your fingers crossed and 
who knows? Use my emails to mark down and let me know who you would want to see come up in these next few multidimensional episodes. And with that said, enjoy your weekend, everybody.